we spoke about the RAND, and I, I guess in a day when we didn't have much economic data out, either locally or globally, uh, you, you, you tend to fixate on that RAND because that's where most of the action came through. So on, a, on an intraday basis, it, it touched below, it was around that 12.90 level yesterday against the dollar. Uh, but subsequent to that, we saw a fair amount of dollar buying interest come back into the market uh, and, and perhaps also a little bit of profit-taking. There are those that have been bullish on the RAND over the course of the last several uh, trading sessions, and so potentially they're squaring up some of their positions. Uh, we saw that RAND pause around that 12.90 level this morning, back up above that 13 RAND odd mark. But bearing in mind, you've also had a slightly stronger U.S. dollar come through. Uh, this related to some some repositioning around risk appetites globally. We can talk about that quite shortly. Now, what's important, though, is I always tell people, you know, don't fixate on these intraday movements in the RAND. Look at the bigger levels. 13.20 was the big level that we were looking to break. That's the one that broke early this week, uh, we now have loosely 12.80 and 12.50 to the downside as target levels. Uh, and in the construct where we should hopefully not get any massive domestic surprises, hopefully we shouldn't get any massive global geopolitical surprises either over the course of the next week, maybe over the course of the next month, uh, that does lend itself to potentially seeing this RAND rally extend a little bit further. Uh, and that will hopefully be some good news uh, for South Africans, uh, specifically on limiting the, the, the cost of imports uh, like oil. Yeah, you'll never know with the Trump at the helm there. Some geopolitical <laughs> bombshell can just drop right now. Gold prices look set to end its seventh positive week in the last two months as global risk rallies slows. Yeah, and, and that relates directly to your comments now about President Trump. I mean, the fact of the matter is he is a bit of a wild card. We've had about a week, uh, a month, a full month now of him being in the Oval Office. Uh, and I must say it hasn't been smooth sailing. So thus far... Uh, we have seen uh, an uptick specifically over the last session in gold. Uh, gold has actually been fairly elevated relative to our own expectations, despite the fact that the dollar is reasonably strong. Uh, and we saw that gold price test levels just above the 1240 announced uh, yesterday. Uh, there is a technical resistance level around 1240, 1250. Uh, and quite frankly, I wouldn't expect that to break on a sustainable basis. Gold is looking a little bit overbought in the shorter term. Now, that's being underpinned by some of the safe haven demand, simply because I think equities have run quite hard. There's a reflation trade. And so maybe the market's repositioning saying, you know, we'll take some of the profit off, specifically the shorter term traders, saying maybe take some of the profit off the, the equity market and park some of that into gold as a potential safe haven. Uh, for now, if you ask me, it's looking a little bit overdone in the shorter term. And uh, between now and 1250, I would expect to see that gold price run into a little bit of a headwind. And it's a budget week next week in South Africa. What can we expect? Yeah, so uh, domestically, that's the big one. Uh, everyone's looking at Minister Pravin Gordon, and, and I'm glad at least I'll get to, to opine on this right now with you because obviously I'm not going to be on the station with you next week. Uh, the reason why there's such a big focus as well is yesterday I actually saw some commentary coming out of S&P saying that South Africa is going to have to do a lot more than just control and manage its expenditure and raise revenues if it wants to avoid a credit rating downgrade. Uh, it's actually going to have to see that we see an easing in political tensions. And that's quite an upping of the, of the anti from the ratings agency. But let's focus on budget specifically. No big surprises uh, in, in that we will expect to see tax increases. Uh, and uh, very likely that that's going to come from personal income taxes, specifically skewed toward the, the higher income earners. Uh, then 
I would expect an increase in the fuel levy. I think that's uh, probably one of the easiest taxes from an administrative perspective for the, for the National Treasury to collect, and I would expect a fairly hefty increase to come through from the, the, the fuel levy side of things. Uh, on the expenditure side, he's got very little scope to increase expenditure on anything because he's put in place an expenditure ceiling uh, at, at the last budget, and I'd expect him to follow through on that. Now, all things digested, Bongi, I think... Uh, the finance minister will be able to hit the targets that he had at least set out in the midterm budget uh, review that we had in October last year. And if he, he can illustrate that, and if he can illustrate a continuation of narrowing our fiscal deficits in the coming fiscal years, uh, I, I, I certainly don't expect the budget to be a negative. I think that the global uh, investors will look on at uh, Pravin Gordon National Treasury and provided he can hit those metrics as promised, as well as maybe give us some indications in terms of structural reform around SOEs, uh, that should strike the right note. Uh, let's see, that's going to be the massive big focus of next week.